Buckle up, because you're about to enter the Matama Mindset, giving you the everyday tools you need to succeed in personal performance with your host, Michael Matama. And we're back with the Matama Mindset, episode 24. We're here with Adam Bennett, music producer and marketing expert, who I happened to meet at a private party in Beverly Hills, and we hit it off from there. He started helping me manage my Instagram profile um, through his music community contacts, and uh, it exploded. So uh, with that, I want to introduce you to Adam Bennett. Adam, how are you? I am great. How are you doing, Mr. Matama? Outstanding. Well, let's rock and roll, no pun intended. Tell us about uh, right. what, what you got going on, what you're doing these days, and and uh, how you help people out there um, using your connections. I think that's really awesome of you to do that, to help people that uh, you know try to get a message out there and help build them up uh, a lot of credits do I always give credit to people who have helped me again uh, I call them my pit crew so you've been part of the pit crew and uh, let's talk about you now and what you do and how you do it great question so main my main point my main focus is to build that credibility and that's for for really any brand or entrepreneur or artist or, or business right because the more credible you look as a business as, a, as an artist the more people are going to take you seriously so that's really what the whole focus of, of my focus is is to tell people how the game is played as far as social media goes and then to educate them and to see if they want to play, right? Because you can't really, I can lead a horse to water, but I can't make them drink, right? So I, I inform people all the time that it's really, I, I can tell them how to do it, but it's not my decision, it's theirs. And if they believe in themselves and they can take that leap and, you know, take that risk. Awesome, so credibility is number one. What else we got here? Yeah. Definitely. Talk, on top about, of that. talk about, uh, I mean, you, you have a, a lot of big names that you hang out with. Talk about those people. And, uh, you know, if you're hanging out with those big names, they obviously trust you. So there's got to be some trust involved in what you do. I mean, so let's talk about that. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, through, you know, investing in myself has brought me plenty of opportunities. Um, over the past year, I've, I've moved to LA. I've released 50 songs on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Amazon store, pretty much every store online. Um, I have a feature out with Keek the Sneak, which is a, a rarely famous artist in the Bay Area who has a few songs out with E40, who's also a, a Bay legend. And then this year, I have a song coming out with Sean Kingston. And once again, I, I think it was just a timing thing and me believing in myself and investing in myself and then reaching out to the right people at the right time. So, you know, opportunity does really come when you take those risks and um, you invest in yourself. Investing in yourself is a, a good one. I know what that's like. You know, what's interesting is that I've interacted with some of these musicians that, uh, you know, that have left, uh, you know, comments on some of my posts. And they're actually really humble people. Uh, you, you'd be surprised, you know, the 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 persona that they they 
put out there in the public and then they're just really they remind me of uh like uh, ufc fighters or mma fighters some of them are just really cool at a human level they're so humble and it just seems like at a certain point in success you maybe you've had your been drugging around maybe you've been you slept in your car i know i've you know i know i've been there uh maybe you've been homeless maybe some of these guys have been through the through the shit and that made them humble but what do you think it is about that that makes them so humble that's the crazy part too because in our community we've gathered all these artists that are really humble like like just like you said and that's not an easy thing to find you know artists in general they they usually come off as you know stubborn um think they know everything don't want to don't want to give any input or any love to anyone else think their stuff's the best um and I, and i'm guilty of it myself you know as, as an artist myself um so it, it is really funny you said that because i noticed the same exact thing within our community that there's a lot of great people and the, the goal is to to help everyone grow it doesn't matter if you raise bulldogs it doesn't matter if you own an ice cream store it doesn't matter if you're a mentor and have books coming out and podcasts it doesn't matter you know who you are you really need to market yourself if you want anyone to see what you're doing right and the whole point of making content is to impact other people's lives and it's not only with music but that's with podcasts with instagram with social media um so the more lives we can impact positively the better the better it's going to be so there's i know that there is a you know when i was younger i was in a band and it was well back then it was just really hard to get any kind of record deal we opened up for some uh, pretty big bands out there lit the flies uh back then they were called their their names were different i'm not going to go uh, throw that under the hood. Wow. Throw that, that under the bus. I'll let them keep their names lit in the flies. But, uh, you know, for, for people nowadays, there's so many different touch points. You got SoundCloud, all these different, you know, Instagram. There's just so many, like, uh, Insta stars out there. And there's just so much of it going on. If, if somebody was an aspiring um, musician, uh, singer, songwriter, how would you what would you recommend to them to get them through all of these other people how i mean what would it be that would change them great question so diff you know making yourself different in some type of way is definitely something that you have to find out how to do because you have to stand out like you said in the crowd everyone's a dj everyone does music everyone's a rapper everyone's singing everyone's blowing up on TikTok. Um, it's really a lot easier to hit a wider range nowadays and not only with good content but with content that shouldn't even be getting a, a wide range so um really the the best thing to do is to find people and companies that you can trust and you can believe in any any artist you know they need a team around them it's really hard to be to wear 30 hats you know i can't be the mix engineer and the producer and the recorder and the music writer and you know i can't you can't do it all so every successful person in life they usually have a great network of people and a lot of positive people that they surround themselves with that that benefit to the cause 
So I think as a new artist, the best thing to do is find people that support you and make sure you, you keep those people in your life. Yeah, you know, you just nailed it right there. Um, again, I call that my pick crew. And the last thing I need is someone to be pessimistic or um, um, negative. And I've cut out all those people in my life. So those people, uh, you know, someone's probably listening to my podcast right now saying, oh, that's why he's ghosting me. No, it's not. Listen, I just don't have time for negativity. I believe in myself and the things I do. That's what got me so far. Um, I believe I've made myself different in... Um, uh, my way, I, there's different attributes about me that make me different than other people. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that are in freaking great shape, and I'm not in the you know the best shape, but I'm always fighting to have the you know best VO2 possible. That's my goal. There's one guy I'm gonna drop his name to, Justetics. That guy, he's so cool, man, because he actually talks to you when he's working out, and he's so like humble and he's shredded. So um, you know he's very positive too so having negative people around you i definitely uh, agree with that those gotta go and and you know then you gotta watch out for those the ones that fake it that try to sabotage you because then they're hating on you because of your success so those are the the other things a couple layers of of people that you have to get through and uh, you know get out of your life um before you become successful because some people just you know what they uh, have their own agenda going on and, and that's sad to see i mean I, I i i'll tell you right now I've heard some really good garage bands just killing it, sounding better than some of these professional bands that are out there now. Uh, and you know, it's it's kind of sad that they don't have that platform or or an avenue or a direction to get their music out there. And that's something that um, I think is important is for people to really, you know, it is time to self promote. It is time to, you know, you know, find the right crew, someone to help you. Um, you know, get out there. I know. I remember uh, Skid Row when they uh, first came. They opened up for Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi got uh, all the uh, revenue from their first album, which was went huge. Just so they 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 risked that just so that they can get on stage with him, and yeah, that was a good gamble for them. Uh, so that goes. That kind of dates me and tells you where what, what era I'm from. But uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's it, it, you know it, it's sad because you know then you see such a great band. I mean, Skid Row is my favorite band. Probably to this day, they still are. But it's sad when their egos get in the way and then they start to fall apart. And that's what really sucks for the fans that have invested so much time, energy into listening and buying their music. So that's that's like a disappointment and basically. I look at that as a betrayal to your fans when that happens. So you got the front end of the negativity and the back end of the negativity all in one thing when it comes to music, in my opinion. Definitely, and, and you really hit the, the head on the or the yeah the head on the nail on that one. Talking about um, cutting people out because you really do have to cut people out, and and it could be a friend, you know, and you might not see it now because you're friends, but if you look deeper, you have to you have to think to yourself, you know, what is this person bringing to me? What is this person bringing to the table? Is it is it positivity or is it you know an issue? Is it a problem every time we come around each other? So as of recent, I actually had to cut some people out as well. And you know, you really are who you hang out with. Um, and I've heard that pretty much my whole life. Yeah. But just really starting to learn that lesson as of lately. And your network is your net worth. So you know, the more people you hang around with, the more that are successful the more successful you're going to be. And I'm, you know, I'm building my pit stop, man. You're part of my pit stop. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's, yeah. The one thing I see is the, these entourages that are always around the main guy, um, you know, and it, uh, 
I, I kind of feel bad for the main guy because he's you know he's putting so much of his heart and soul into what he does just for somebody else out there, um, you know, to take a big bite of his his sandwich when it's his that he made. And, you know, I always uh, can, um, try to communicate that. You know, you ever try to you're, you're eating a sandwich and there's these flies that are trying to you know take a bite of your sandwich and you're like, oh god, you got to mm-hmm. break, break a piece off just to cause a diversion so you can get a bite of your sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's yeah. tactical eating a sandwich outside. You know, that's it, that's what it seems like to me in the in the not only in the music industry, but whenever you uh, get any amount of success in life, it seems like that. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, I, I've developed strategies to assist me in getting uh, rich people. But the best thing to do is tell them, listen, man, you know what? You're too negative. I can't I can't deal with you. You you gotta go. You know, that's just that's how I t- I'll say it. I just I'm not gonna beat around the bush. If you're, if you're negative, you're negative, and you're gone. And, and, and it's a constant, it's consistent, sustained positivity that is necessary. Every morning, you're not going to wake up on 10. You just, you know, it just doesn't happen. But in the morning, if you're waking up at a three, you got to build yourself up to that 10. And that's where, you know, the Matama Mindset uh, would come in with uh, the new journals I have out. Is how to, you know, like when you're feeling like crap, you're like, damn, like, now, even uh, you know this morning it was I had a hard time getting up. I was like, uh-uh, you got to get up, you got to get this done, got to, you know. So uh, even me, even when you're by yourself, maintaining that positivity uh, can be a danger. And finding your uh, your ritual to get yourself out of the funk so that you can maintain that positivity is an important thing too. And important, I, it's, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just important, but it's really hard. And I like what you said because the Matama mindset that goes back to basically, you know, controlling your state and taking a deep breath and figuring out why you feel like this, why you're angry, and deciding not to act out on it and to maybe, you know, rethink things and make sure that you can get back to that level 10 state. Because it's not always hard to, I mean, it's not always easy to get back to that level 10 state, right? Um, especially like with the haters commenting and and all the, the negative negativities of the world coming at you. Um, but I, I love that you said that. Sorry for interrupting, go ahead. No, 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 please. I, I mean, I was talking a lot. I have a tendency to do that oops uh, and I don't um, you know this is your time here so that's one of the things I think that uh, you when it comes to the Matama mindset and being part of that pit crew that's definitely you've always been positive and man I've never once caught you um, off guard being negative um, so given we that we talked about negativity for so long how do you sustain your positive levels because you, you're just nothing but positive this is like you're right now this is like a, a a normal day for you but you know sometimes you're just you're off the charts with positivity right now you're even positive and you can hear it in your voice and and, and that's it it, can, it 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 comes across very well taken so how do you sustain your levels of positivity let's let them know great question um it's not easy <laughs> definitely especially now living in la but that actually, it actually really goes back to the people that I'm surrounding myself with as of late, because there's been times in my life where I've been totally negative and depressed and why is this happening? Why is this happening? But when you get into that spiral of thinking, it's nothing but a hole there. And you're just gonna keep falling down that hole until finally, you know, something bad happens. So for me personally, honestly, Chris, um, the, you know, 
the actual owner of EBST, we have weekly meetings. So every Monday we get on a meeting with the whole team. There's about a hundred managers now that are in that meeting. And it's kind of like an update, a weekly reminder that, hey, that, you know, let's be positive and let's not worry about what other people think because it's, we can't control that, you know, and there is money out there to get, and we should all be not only healthy financially, but healthy mentally. And I think a big reason why I've been so positive as of late is because I've been taking these online courses um, from certain mentors and sales reps and just people that have just elevated their own life. And I've tried to place that in my life as much as I can. Oh, that's I would awesome. love to, I would actually love to, for you to drop some type of course. Um, I'll be on that, like, you know, wildfire. Yeah, yeah actually, you know, um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because with the journaling uh, system that I have, uh, journaling is a very important part of just spitting out, just vomiting your brain out onto something because, you know, you, you can do it on an app. You know, I do have Evernote for the times I get caught off guard with the, some great thoughts. I'll sit there and I'll just start typing. Or if I'm driving, then there's that Otter AI. Yeah, I'm dropping bombs. I'm, uh, you know, there's no sponsorship there at all or money coming my way for saying those names. It's just tools that I use and I like to give people the, you know, the tools that I use. Um, but I was taking uh, blanket journals, just lined, ruled journals, and I was sitting there every morning, you know, designing it myself. And uh, I think I, I did put it on one of my stories. I'll do it again. But I actually had a ma had some manufactured. I just said, you know, screw this. I'm gonna have it manufactured. And so what I want to do is explain to people why I, I have it set up this way. Now the first quarter on the left, it's a the, it's a two day uh, it's a two page two pages for one day. The first quarter of the page is what you're doing for yourself. So it goes through morning rituals, your top three priorities, mental fitness, phys physical fitness, how you slept, your diet, the sleep tools that you use, and the supplements. So the, sleep, uh, the, the reason for all of this is to identify what's working and what's not working for you to get you to that. Everything's based off of sleep. Now at the beginning of the journal, you have the perform personal performance architecture. And um, it's, it's, what it's for is to show you, you need to layer these things on top of it before you even hit zero. You have to do these things to get to that deeper sense of purpose and meaning, happiness and dedication and love in your life. Uh, to, you know, and, and, and I say this with all due respect is that, you know, what sense does it make to fall in love with somebody that doesn't have the same mindset as you or has the same capability as you? It's rough to try to, um, you know, it's like having a kid, I guess, uh, to, to, and when it comes to relationships, it's like you can't be dragging somebody along and, and if they're willing to learn, that's great, that's perfect. But that's not to say to change them, they are who they are, but you know what? We are all give, we are all, all uh, set up with a program from childhood. You know, we, we over seven, 12 years, we uh, go into our adulthood with this program. And it's up to us after that to identify that. And we're living our life basically after that, repeating this program over and over again inside of our head. Now, it, it, I call it the observer and the architect. So I have different names uh, that I give these to, to give it more of like a story aspect to it, like a, you know, character 
characters of a story so the observer it's really it really takes you to observe your subconscious and there's multiple ways to do that uh, meditation is one of them and to really observe what your subconscious is saying because a lot of people every day live with catastrophic thinking and, and, and I'm a victim of that in the past not anymore but you know you have these catastrophic thoughts so you want to get rid of these things you want to stop that before you perpetuate it into something uh, you know that your body responds to such as a, a panic attack perhaps so mm. so your thoughts you know your thoughts start becoming a response of the body and the body, the body starts kicking into a panic attack because of these negative features and characteristics of your thoughts. And it's like, whoa. And that typically starts in the morning. So in the morning, uh, through evolution, we, and that's why your cortisol levels are higher in the morning because through evolution, we were taught that we, we're either the lion or, or the gazelle. Now pick. Everybody, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're the lion or the gazelle, um, you're, you're going to be running in the morning. You're going to be running from getting, getting eaten or you're going to be running to eat. So that, that, that's why we have that, that evolutionary aspect of us. So what this is, this is for is to calm yourself down, to relax in the morning. You have to be first. It focuses on yourself uh, first. That's why it's, why it's called the personal performance architecture. It's to, to focus on yourself because if you notice, when we wake up in the morning, what do we do? We get up, we go to uh, get in our car, we sit in traffic, especially LA, oh my God, forget about it. You sit in traffic and uh, you know, by the time you get to work, you're already frustrated. Uh, and then you get to work and you get even more frustrated. And so by the time lunch hits, you're like, oh fuck, I can't wait to, fin to do what I'm gonna do for lunch. I got an hour to myself. That's a, what, what kind of life is that? You know, who wants to live that kind of life? I mean, that, that was, you know, the, I call, call that corporate slavery. And I, I was done with that uh, over five years ago. I was just like, you know what, that's, this is just not going to work, this, this type of uh, behavior. So I had to uh, change course on who I was to become, and there's been, been many versions of me since then. So uh, the reason I'm doing this is because I really, really find it necessary if each one of us and everybody on this planet were to focus on our happiness first, we wouldn't be going through what we're going through. We, like you were saying, you wouldn't get those middle fingers in traffic. You wouldn't get somebody yelling at you, you know, sending you death threats or, you know, mm -hmm. being upset. So it's very important to that in the morning, you take care of yourself first, whatever it is. It doesn't, I mean, for me, sometimes I go to sleep at two. And I know there's some people out there that say, oh, if you hit the snooze button at 4.30, uh, you're not disciplined. Well, no, you know, if you went to sleep at two, it means you were rocking it. So, you know, you hit that snooze button if you're tired. Um, there's time, times where I haven't gone to sleep and no joke for three days because that's how busy I was and that was not good because I was having heart palpitations um, after that and I was very dehydrated so though, you know you don't want to go that far that's an extreme but uh, I know what it takes to, to get shit done and that's what I say a GSD you know is a GSD all day get shit done and uh, the first thing you need to do is take care of yourself your body because that's this is the container that you're gonna have for the remainder of your life and the longer you can keep Keep your biological self um, intact uh, the, the better now when it comes to your consciousness that's very important losing the ego is a very big thing and I think that's where we're, we're going in full circle now that uh, some of the ego has been um, removed from some of these artists because they knew what it took and how much they sacrificed to get there so that's what happens uh, and this happens um, 
on its own. It's a natural course uh, of the evolution that you take going over the Matama mindset. And so uh, later on, what's gonna happen is, is when I get more people, I'm gonna have uh, do a YouTube uh, channel of how the journal works, how to, you know, how to set your goals, how to obtain your goals, because it's, really, it's a really awful thing when you set a goal and then you just forget about it. You know, me, no way. I had goals, I, I had it on Christmas, um, I, there's a podcast out there. Um, at the end, it was me crying. I broke my my record, and not only the uh, my record, uh, a goal. And then uh, on January third or fourth, I believe, I busted it again. But I didn't cry, and it's because I adapted to that that winning mentality. Uh, at that mm -hmm. point, so you know, I broke it again, and I, and I got 133. An hour and 33 minutes for you know uh, a gigantic mountain of like 10 miles is 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 crazy. I mean, I kept was just going. I felt like a four by four, just climbing the mountain, and that's that's why the last post I put up is that uh, you know why you know why do you have to move mountains? You know, just go over it. And it's like that's you know that's a, such a bad saying for people to to think. You don't have to move mountains. You can go over it. Find a way. You know. Uh, so that's what the, the Atomic Mindset's about is taking care of yourself first and your needs, being a better version of you so that you can be a better version uh, of yourself. And while you do that, I guarantee you'll make more money. I really like that quote that, that you just said. And I also wanted to touch up on the journal. So, I mean, the journal is basically there as just to remind yourself to be aware, right? Be aware of what you're doing throughout the day. Be aware of what you're thinking about throughout the day, you know, because our habits kind of consume us, uh, you know, as consumers. And, and it's really, once you develop a, a bad habit, it's, it's really hard to kick it, right? Um, and I like what you said too about, it's all about how you start the day. Because if you start the day with positive habits, then there's a, a lot likely chance that you're gonna end the day with positive habits, right? So it's really all about how you start the day. So if you start the day, right when you wake up, you're on your phone, you're being counterproductive, you don't wanna get, make some coffee yet, you don't wanna do this. So how, how's the rest of your day gonna look, That's right. right? So it all, it all ties together. But the idea of being aware of what we're doing so we can make sure we're taking care of ourselves before we worry about what anyone else thinks. And it's not just anyone else being our friends or family, it could be anyone, anyone else being our lovers too, you know, our, 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 our partners in life. Um, so you really do, even before finding, you know, your partner in life, you kind of, I, I feel like you should find yourself, right? Because that's why there's so many divorces and, th and, and this stuff nowadays, because people just hop in it and, and they don't really know what love is. Um, because they don't know what love is because they never found themselves. And I think if they just listen to the metallic mindset, they might find themselves. <laughs> yes, well, you just hit on something. So the, the habits aspect of it, if, if you... Yeah, um, what I always tell people is that there's going to be attributes and char characteristics of you. Um, and, and building good habits is very important. Uh, and I, and I, I keep uh, hearing this phrase thrown out there in so many different ways, discipline. Um, you know, discipline is something that is, is not something, you know, you read a book or you, you watch a YouTube video and, oh man, I'm disciplined. Uh, no, that, that's not what it is, but what you were talking about habits, the, the, the habits in aggregate that you, positive habits in aggregate that you create 
uh, eventually over time equal discipline because first they become attributes uh, of who you are over a period of time they become your characteristics and uh, eventually with enough time they become integrated in your personality and what you've done there is you've actually changed that neural signature and you starved off the old uh, BS habits that you had and you put in you replaced it with a new program or positive habits that create that discipline so that's where the Matama mindset goes it goes to that deep into understanding you know who you are you you take a look at yourself you might not like what you see but that's not the point you just don't judge just look at what, what I like to tell people is is if you have that thought look at it don't judge it be be without judgment at that moment and and look at it and understand it and I can I compare I can uh, the uh, analogy I use is like imagine having a, uh, a bubble in your hand and you you know it grows and inside of it, the reason that it's growing is because it's negative energy and those colors that start to swirl and blend together, those are all the thoughts that are happening that are creating this bubble from, you know, it might be, be beautiful, but ultimately when you pop the bubble, what are you left with? A couple drops. And you built this huge bubble from a couple drops of liquid and soap or whatever so you've you really what you did is you inflated your problem to something that was so much more gigantic than it was in its initial form and state so that's what I try to, to tell people is don't don't inflate the bubble try to understand that it's a couple drops in your hand when it pops and you're just inflating the state yourself it, it, it's not doing it on its own it's your mind that's doing it and it takes the, the the mind your mindset to help you and assist you in understanding that but that goes when you start looking at yourself as the um, observer to the subconscious and the talk and that observer talking to the architect saying hey no we need to build this we need to build that so that um, you know we can get rid of this program we need to we need to cut this code out we need to put new code in and it actually it's very effective over time and I would say 90 days you'll start noticing some very unique things about you not only in the in uh, in in, in uh, you know how you change your day or your habits but the way that you think you start turning into the positive person the positive side of you and that's the beauty of it and I've, I've recognized um, each stage that I've uh, transcended and it's very beautiful you know it's, it's a really beautiful thing when it happens and you'll know when it happens it's, there's no denying that at all so that's uh, kind of where um, the Matama mindset comes from and that's why it says uh, go beyond you know you really got to go beyond who you are to to identify that and again take care of yourself and uh, you know with that you'll start to understand people I mean I've had negative experiences happen to me yesterday day before and I just don't I'll, I'll put that at the bottom of my, of my list if I need to deal with it it's not at the top of my list and I will deal with it in the same state of mind frame of mind that I am in right now while I'm talking to you Exactly. I really love that analogy about the bubble because it really all ties together all to what we're talking about from the beginning. And so what happens when that bubble pops, right? Basically, you didn't control your state, right? You didn't control yourself. You weren't aware of how you were acting. You weren't aware of how you were thinking. You weren't aware of whatever bad habit you're stuck in. You know, so if you had a journal like that, the one that you're going to be releasing, that could be a constant reminder. Keep it in your car. 
keep, keep buy three of them. Keep one in the bathroom. Keep one in your car. Keep one next to your bed. Keep one in the in the fridge if if you're that type of person and have those bad habits. Uh, um, <laughs> keep it where you're going to see it, right? Because that it, it ties into goals as well, and that's why people don't ever get to their goals is because they never write them down, or they might write them down but they're too vague, right? So you want to write the small goals to get to that big goal and take those steps, or it's never going to happen. And that that ties back into looking into yourself. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't reach their goals because they have bad habits yeah. and they're not aware. Like so that. having a resource like that, um, that you're providing for people is, is very valuable. And I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, right now, by the way, to let listeners know, I'm giving them away for free just to show you. I'm not, I'm not looking at this for money. I'm just, you know, I think uh, humanity needs to change a little bit. And the more people I can help, uh, the better. I'm not charging you for the journal. I'm not charging you for anything. If you have questions, I mean, I get a lot of questions on uh, DMs, on Instagram. Um, it, it's not about money. It's about making people better and understanding what's going on because you know what we can't count on our government we can't count on anybody but ourselves and um you know what <clears throat> it's it's my way of showing gratitude because growing up you know i didn't have the best childhood or or, or life and i was able to uh, find the combination to unlock the door to to break into something that called my mind and figure it out so now it's just about helping other people, getting them into the mindset of uh, taking care of themselves first. That is not that that's not being selfish. That's called being uh, it's called self care and being compassionate towards yourself, and it's showing gratitude for your own life. So uh, uh, journaling is is giving is in a sense is a form of gratitude to your time and what you want to achieve in life. Because if if you you really need to journal and you'll be you'll be amazed at what you you write down or what you end up putting on paper it's just like a, a lyricist you know uh, I used to write lyrics so when uh, being a lyricist you know you never know when you're gonna come up you see uh, like uh, you know Eminem in his uh, in his uh, eight mile movie he's sitting there on the bus you know writing these lyrics you know if you uh, I wish he uh, had, a, had a journal but you know that's what it takes it takes you to have something with you all the time to move yourself forward and by the time you get home and you think you're not gonna remember it because with what it was that got you to that thought was your conscious to observe your subconscious and it's just like a dream you ever wake up in the morning and you had a dream you're like shit i forgot what it was about and you bet you know it was good so it's it. definitely that's that's when you're in a theta state that it was like it's almost like a meditative state and you forget about it it's happened to me a couple times uh, on on my run my uh, and i had these great ideas i did not want to lose my time on the run so i didn't stop i didn't put it in evernote and i just kept trying to remember it but other thoughts started coming in and i forgot so i was really bummed out but that's why i always carry a journal with me so i don't have to feel bummed out on the runs i won't carry on anymore i used to carry on a, when i carry a 45 pound rock and i go for the training to build the legs up uh, i carry it with me that's when i'll stop and i'll write notes when i have these thoughts uh, but on the straight runs, I won't carry it with me. That's the only time I don't carry it with me. But I do uh, take it with me everywhere. It's in the car. It's, it's in everything. And it is very important to keep that part in mind. If not, at least have a scratch pad laying around someplace, napkin, whatever, so that you can write it in your journal later. And then you can follow up with the consistency of action. That's part of the journal too. Consistency of action. You need that. Being consistent. Definitely, you can't get anywhere 
in life without consistency, right? And it's funny because I tell the people that sign up, you know, with this with the service that we're utilizing as well. I tell them that as well. You know, the campaigns are. You know, they're, they're no contract, so you, you can do a month and just try out the service and see if you like it and, and cancel or quit. But what kind of results are you going to get in the month? You know what I mean? Can you go to the gym for a month and expect to lift, you know, squat 400 pounds? Exactly. Like the, the, there's, there's unrealistic expectations when people don't know what consistency is. And it's the same thing with anything. With if, you, if you're at the gym, if it's marketing, if it's music, it's, you have to be consistent in whatever you're doing to gain traction, Absolutely. to show people that this isn't a hobby, this isn't a game. I'm serious about what I'm doing. Um, and I want, I want to impact you guys as well. And that's what's interesting about that. You know, I see a lot of people saying uh, things like, oh, he got lucky, he got this. No, you know what? That's kind of sad. That's just writing that person off that missed, that became successful. Because, I mean, maybe somebody was born with, you know, wealthy parents. Uh, maybe somebody was born into, you know, you know, great genetics. You know, maybe somebody was born, who cares what it is? But the goal here is, let's just erase our biological body and let's just say we're consciousness now. Does it really matter what you what you 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 look like? You need to be physically fit, but does it matter that you know you're that Adam is in better shape than Mike, or Mike is in better shape than Adam? No, it's the mentality that you have because that mentality is what's going to take you into forever. So if you can have a a blueprint that works for you and a foundation that you can up, put multiple businesses on, of which I have seven. And the next, this, this next one is going to be very huge and perhaps the biggest challenge of my life. Now, that's going to be for everybody to see what happens there. That's, you know, I'm putting that out there. Yeah, it's going to be the toughest challenge uh, I have. Uh, but knowing me and, and, and what I've gone through uh, so far to, to get these other ones up and running, um, I, I have a very strong chance, uh, great percentage of success with this one. And again, I, what I do is, uh, is to the service of, of others. I, that's how, what it is. I, and sometimes I see people that probably don't deserve to, you know, the assistance, but uh, I can't let that stop me from what my uh, quest is and my goal in life is. And that's to help uh, humanity and society do better things um, than what they uh, currently are. They can be better people. And, uh, and, I, and I not, that's not to say that they're not good people now, but if you could be 10 times better than you are now, wouldn't you want to take that, that uh, risk? I would. The best business in life is people. It's, it's relationships. And like you said, it's not all people because there definitely are, you know, some of those people that, like you said earlier, we need to stay away from. Yeah. But if you, it, like, if you do find those right people, how far are you going to get? You're going to get exponentially further than you would by yourself. And it's just facts. I, I really like um, the idea of recreating yourself, right? Because you're teaching people to be aware of themselves and, and to remind themselves of what they're, they're thinking and what their bad habits are and how to, how to basically recreate yourself because it is okay to recreate yourself, you know? Because when, when you show them the way to, to really look in the mirror and see what's really there, they might not like what they see. And, and 
that could be 90% of them, you know what I mean? Mm. So basically you're, you're giving them the opportunity to not only see what's going on in their life, but to let them know that, hey, you can recreate yourself because I have talking about you obviously you know you recreate recreated yourself in a way so I, I really love that man yeah so cool those uh that's good stuff but uh more about you on the uh music production and, and marketing it's been a fantastic ride you know all the musicians that uh, i get to talk to now thanks to you um and even sean has dropped in a couple notes on uh my ig so you know really big thanks uh, to you for that and all that you've done with the, on the marketing side and uh, i really hope people will you know reach out to you and talk to you about how to uh, you know get themselves out there these 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 guys are cool people they're willing to help and and that's appreciated and that's you know with deep gratitude there you know respect to everybody out there who has um began following and and uh, the industry you're in is huge. I can't wait to get a one of my my clothing. I have a clothing line too. Can't wait to get some of the clothes on some of your guys. Definitely. When's the, when's the clothing line coming out? It's already out. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've already been, uh, you know, I, I, and a, a lot of what I do, my way of marketing is to give some give a. The, the first batch out to people. I just give it out for free. You know, same thing with my time mindset. Give it away for free. If, if you if you mm -hmm. want extended time with me, okay, then I'm probably gonna have to charge. But with the uh, the website will go up soon. But right now it's just organic, organically handing out these things to people who ask for it over DM. Uh, I put that definitely. I'm, I'm gonna need one of those. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seven, yeah, um, I, I, that was that's a Hakai. It started out as a mixed martial arts uh, um, apparel line, but now it's going to be kind of like a, a lifestyle brand. Uh, I, we still make uh, jujitsu geese. Uh, I'm a brown belt in jujitsu, as you know. So um, it's uh, um, uh, my uh, professor Marcelo Rosado. He's uh, helped out a lot in building the brand. Um, hopefully, uh, I'll have a big name here to drop soon. Uh, who else is going to help with it? Another um, person. Some might be a red belt or someone I might be able to say later on. But hopefully, uh, I can't say it. Now. Might be a red belt. I'm not. Uh, well, I'm just saying. I I, I don't want to give too much information on who that might be. But uh, yeah, yeah. But the, the Hakai brand now is is more of a lifestyle brand, and uh, the. Um, the, the slogan is destroy the negativity. So Hakai means destroy, by the way, in Japanese. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so we're going to get that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I actually, I wanted to, to move the combo into into that NFT metaverse uh, talk. Oh, I actually okay. had a few questions. Um, so, you know, you, you, you had mentioned to me a few days ago that you, that you actually have a, a company now yeah. uh, as far as oh, your involvement you pulled the pin oh no here we go <laughs> boom oh yeah. wait was that, is that a secret no no it's not a secret uh, it, it's cool but you pulled the pin on that one because that one's deep um the metaverse you know just last night i was even thinking you know how you know um uh zuckenberg is coming up with this meta and this metaverse and you know, this guy that bought a house next to Snoop Dogg in the metaverse. You know, think about this now. If we all have this metaverse life and we're looking into it like that, 
Now this is gonna sound a little, you know, a little weird, but what if we're already in a metaverse? You know, we don't know that. We we can't tell. But let's go. Let's go back to the the metaverse we do know about, called Meta or whatever you want to call it. Imagine this. So so um, the company that I started is called uh, called Alinium. So that's another company that I have, and it is a uh, crypto exchange, an NFT marketplace, and a cryptocurrency. So Alinium. It's you know, it's uh, okay. Uh, so. What I initially started it for was for vo voting systems, uh, was for one vote per person. Because what's going on, you know, uh, it doesn't seem right. And, and, and I'll tell you right now, and I can, I'll post it even, that um, my voting card shows no, uh, no political party. And that's because I think uh, what's going on right now is a big joke that the American people deserve better, whether uh, there's a Republican uh, president or a political, I'm sorry, a, a Democrat president, it doesn't matter. Um, these uh, ideologies that are being thrown around, are, it just they just seem to be unacceptable. So I try to stay out of politics and even talking about it, but I have my own views on it. So uh, when it comes to that, you know, that was the initial reason was for that and also so that we can be accountable to the social services that are provided and that we can put people that are on, on welfare, um, put them on the blockchain, have machine learning, artificial intelligence on top of it to scoop up the top 10th, uh, uh, that, let's say the 90th percentile of um, I, uh, people that are getting a lot in welfare and trying to find a pathway to get them a trade or a skill set so that they can be a productive member of society by going out and finding a job and finding a better version of themselves and not not you know not getting used to being on welfare and this is uh, this is said with all due respect to I'm not I'm not you know, some people uh, need it and that's you know that, that happens you might find yourself in a situation uh, like that and that's that's fine, but uh, there's some people that make it a, a profession. So let's let's start getting them into something. Uh, let's let's show them how much better they can be. They, you know what they can do by. So this this is what initially that blockchain would do. It's based you know the, the blockchain technology is what we're talking about here. Is to mm -hmm. but then it changed again when the when you know we start talking about the metaverse. Now now let's get into the metaverse conversation. So we go into the metaverse, and I have a house next to Snoop Dogg or uh, or uh, Justin Bieber, or whatever. You know what happens when I die to all those things that are in that metaverse? If I die in my physical life, what happens to the stuff that's in the metaverse? You know, that's we're still. It's an asset. You know, you know, so I think it'll be passed down to your your kids or whoever you pass down those assets to. Yeah, but, but how are they going to know? Number one, the and and how are they going to tax it? Number two, as is it going to be a, a charitable gift? Is it going to be put in a trust? You know, it's, there's still all of these conversations that need to be had when it comes to now we have like these multiple lives now we have a metaverse what if i have uh 10 multi or, uh, metaverse lives uh in this now we're starting to create not a, a metaverse but a multiverse and mm -hmm. so it, which one is which which metaverse is the the main authority on this meta or facebook or zuckerberg's uh you know, uh, version of it or is it going to be is twitter going to come out with one you know so we start running into for me when I think about metaverse, you know, we start talking about NFTs now. We start talking about uh, how much uh, it's like a, a a video game that we're living in. That um, you have 
currency, you have assets, you have, you know, you, you, you have these things in the metaverse, such as NFTs, which are one of a kind, the non-fungible tokens is what it stands for. And they're basically one of a kind. They can be digital art and video games. They can be weapons. Um, you know, I, I believe they're doing some like Mona Lisa stuff. The most expensive NFT that sold was, uh, uh, which was a piece of art, was sold for $59 million. I mean, we're, get, we're getting into something that's crazy here. And actually, uh, if for people who are interested, you know, they can hit me up directly because you can actually make some money by, uh, you know, mining and, and, and creating your own NFTs too, especially especially artists who can uh, draw. They can put make money doing NFTs and selling it to people. Um, and that's based off the Ethereum blockchain. So uh, Alinium was initially started for that, but now that we're getting into this metaverse stuff, now that now there's gonna be something different. Now we you gotta find out who owns what. Now you're gonna have a second, like a, you know, a, an IRS within the metaverse. I mean, how is that all going to work? And when, when the, the actual government, whatever government it is, infiltrates a metaverse and starts, you know, now you got to file your metaverse taxes uh, and it's hard enough to do your personal taxes already. <laughs> How does this work? I mean, I'm, I'm a big proponent of technology and believe me, when I, when I go into technology, uh, I'll go deep. I've been doing the technology for 22 years and, you know, it's just, you know, do, do I own any cryptocurrencies? Yes. Uh, do I own any FT, NFTs? Yes. Yes, uh, and uh, Alinium, uh, hopefully it can be used for something, you know, better. Um, and once uh, I start selling more businesses, I might come up with my own blockchain to help the government with the voting machine so that there's a, it's, I mean, I don't see why voting is so difficult. It's, 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 it should be a one for one vote. You go in there with your QR code, you get it scanned, you put in your votes, your QR code is used, boom, you're done. And it'll have 20, like 21 points of data, you know, that, that verify that it's you, uh, your Q, uh, when you expire your, or, or end of life, you, your, your QR code is dead or your, your, uh, which is basically a wallet. There'll be, be uh, the votes will be taken in microtransactions so that uh, they know that you uh, voted. So how does this all work and how does this future work? You know, in this metaverse, are they going to have, uh, is it going to be politicized towards one, uh, uh, one political uh, affiliation? I mean, how does all this work? What are we going to do? Will it be weaponized? Are there going to be wars? What's going to happen with the metaverse? What if it gets hacked? What if it gets taken down? You know, so there's so many things that they really need to to understand before they can, you know, we get into this. Wheel it out. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think that um, um, it, it, because of the heat that Facebook was taking, it was just a name change. And this is the excuse now that the metaverse is happening. So they found an opportunity just to, they probably had it on the books to get to do it. But I think it was just because of the heat that Zuckerberg was taking that he, like, he found an opportunity to, uh, you know, make that brand, brand change and uh, and call it this, which I, I don't think it, 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 it's inevitable that we, we get to this point. Eventually we'll get to the point where AI uh, hopefully it doesn't, but um, you know, I know that Elon Musk talks about it a lot about AI, um, t you know, taking over and turning us into like cats or something like that. But um, if it becomes you know a robotics 
uh, AI, I think that we would find a energy signature of these robots creating their own, you know, new robots and building an army of robots. I think we would see that energy signature, uh, you know, in kilowatts or however they measure it. Um, you know, wherever it's at, you know, we we'll see we'll see a, a factory in China that's just using all the energy, and we'll see a huge footprint of that. I think that you know, so I think, but I think mm -hmm. what Elon Musk might be talking about is just basically a program that's sitting on a computer that can outthink and outwit everybody on the planet, uh, just with the you know devastating uh, repercussions. So basically, honestly, I, I've been doing some research as of lately. And to me, what I've got from it so far is, you know, Meta is the next generation of the internet, right? So instead of just the internet being this broad thing that everyone can access, but no one really owns, they're now giving us the opportunity to own parts of the internet. So that's where the whole virtual land comes in and this and that. But as of today, you can go onto the metaverse right now in a video game, go to a Gucci store or a Prada store and order something and have it delivered to you in real life now. You can even order weed on the, in Meta and go on there and just have it delivered right to your house through Meta. Um, there's been huge organizations that have spent like $4 million buying huge uh, plots of land and then they're building virtual malls and they're gonna lease this property it's basically you get all the benefits if you were to buy land in meta virtual land right now you get all the benefits of having land with none of the drawbacks of having land and they say as of right now buying land in the metaverse is basically but like buying land in new york in the 1800s interesting yeah so the um it, that 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 would be like a web 3.0 situation uh but we all all have to understand that I come from the cybersecurity side, so here's how I look at it: is that this metaverse uh, or Web 3.0 that where is it going to live? It's going to live on the infrastructure that we currently have. Well, what happens when it gets hacked and you lose all of your or or ransomware? Somebody, uh, you know, an engineer at it on on uh, opens up a you know, email on a server, which they shouldn't be doing, and encrypts all the metaverse, uh, this metaverse, okay? Or, or who's to say that they're not going to, you know, start shutting people down from those assets. Like you become so, you know, wealthy in this metaverse, but if you don't, if you say the wrong thing, you, you're gonna get your metaverse account shut down, much like Twitter did to Donald Trump. Uh, I'm not promoting Donald Trump in any way. Again, I'm, I, show no political affiliation because these guys are just you know wwe it's like it's like oh i'm going for hulk hogan you know <laughs> to me it's just w it, 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 whatever you know i i i vote i vote to um to uh my morals my values my convictions and anybody who is in line with that i'll vote for uh for policies uh, but who's to say that this won't happen in the metaverse that now you have all these people who own all this appropriate property that are uh politicking for for uh you know a political candidate is that not uh voting manipulation is that i mean there's got to be some kind of 
uh, rule of law within that metaverse too. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's, what is it going to be like Grand Theft Auto where you can go just jack <laughs> carjack someone yeah. and, and boom, now you have their car. How's it going? Yeah, no, the whole the whole security like cybersecurity part of the meta it has to be like tits right from you know the get go. You know what I mean? So that is definitely something that they're going to have to work on and and figure out and spend a lot of time on in the beginning. But, but we are really at the beginning. You know, we're, it's still very new. The the VR stuff isn't nearly as advanced as they want it to be um have you have you heard anything about these virtual concerts uh yes uh, I, I you know i believe in fortnite they i believe in fortnite they they run virtual concerts too they have these uh gigs that they're that are played that you can go to and it's a it's a very interesting uh concept but you know it's so easy now 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 we start talking about uh you know if we have concerts for kids and now you have these toxic kids that start bullying online you know that's one thing that's very that's why i started the uh theta bionics was because you know you have kids with disabilities that are being bullied 20 percent of mm -hmm. kids are bullied in school now now we just created an open door of uh, what i call keyboard cowards uh, that can just open their mouth and say whatever they want to anybody and you have this mind or a child that is mind is still growing and they don't know how to take the words that are being said to them they don't know how to defend themselves verbally now that's something that needs to be you know thought about because you know let's start watching suicide rates as you know this metaverse starts, starts growing you know we're gonna have to start looking at uh, you know the Census Bureau or you know statistics for for all of this and have it up as a dashboard you know that you know we're, we're opening up probably opening up Pandora's box with this you know let's let's first solve the problems that we have in our physical reality instead of taking what we have into that metaverse or that virtual reality and 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 fix that I mean why are we spending so much time on um, this is it that are we that disgusted with ourselves that we had to create something that's like that i mean i, I just i want to understand i'm i'm some looking at it more from a, a a spiritual and philosophical perspective than i am anything and so and i think cybersecurity once uh once somebody get breaks into that uh that metaverse it, it's pretty much game over and now they're gonna have to go back into the drawing board and figure out how to secure it better but uh, i i can guarantee you watch one day you're gonna hear on the news i promise you this uh, that uh, somebody's metaverse was encrypted and they want X amount of Bitcoin to, before they'll give it back. Yeah, no, definitely. There's already, you know, people getting into people's MetaMask wallets and stealing their crypto and stealing their NFTs and, and doing all that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that's a great point about the kids and stuff because it is a video game, right? So it, the number one people that's going to be on it is kids, right? And I honestly, I think most of them are already there, you know, because the kids are usually the ones that, that you know, are, know everything about the, you know, games, video games and, and the advancement of that. But I think Meta in general there's there's no way to stop it and i think it, it, like you said it, it might be pandora's box or it, it might be something 
you know, great. Um, and it is scary because like you said, like it's a whole world and it's not like there's going to be like meta police on there. Like if, you know, making sure no one does anything wrong, you know what I mean? So it is a world that we're just, you know, just getting used to and just diving our heads into, but it's very exciting. And the amounts of money that that's involved with everything that's happening, it just blows my mind. I'm all for it. I, I uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm all for it. Uh, I think it'll be fun. But uh, again, uh, there's various concerns uh, from psychological concerns to security concerns. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, I think it's a, a fun idea. Uh, and it's it's up to the it's a personal preference for somebody to choose whether or not they want to be in it. And I think yeah. it's a great idea. I think NFTs were uh, a great idea to have, uh, you know, something that's unique and on, on the blockchain, a blockchain that can, can appreciate. But we'll see what happens. I mean, once they start uh, it regulating um, crypto, I think that's where they're going to make a mistake because that's where they start legitimizing it. Artists and even yourselves can actually take the you know take control of these nfts as well like I, I don't know if you've heard but some artists are using nfts as like a ticket to get into the concert or like a ticket to get into the venue um there's there's a lot of people doing that right now where if you get a certain one like if your nfc has glasses on then i'm going to send you a free journal on how to be aware and then if your nfc has a hat or something then i'm going to go ahead and send you my full book and and do this and that so there's ways for pretty much any anyone to make money off of it and, and we're just diving into that so do you have any thoughts on that on how you might be able to sell your own nft in the future to, to maybe give benefits to to the people in, in your community oh i'm glad you asked that question so you're talking about monetizing uh yeah my my products and services for nfts uh and the answer is yes and actually to, after this podcast, I was going to get right into that with OpenSea and uh, you know MetaMask and get all you know into it and to see how to um, uh, you know mine for various uh, cryptocurrencies. I know with XRP, I mined that a long time ago, and I'm pretty. I can't wait for that one to blow up. But uh, um, yeah, that is. You got to send me that one. I haven't, I haven't heard of that one. You yeah, well, you can't buy it right now because there's an SEC uh, lawsuit against it, and they're saying it's going to blow up to like, I think twenty-seven dollars or something like that per. And you're just telling me? Ah, <laughs> God no damn idea. it! Yeah, I had no idea that you're into NFTs and stuff like this. It's an interesting question you had here, but uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's about using uh, the blockchain blockchain technology for for good for voting for. You know, we can use it for so much, but the, the, the blockchain technology that's out there that, and, and even creating new blockchains. Um, but it, it's going to come eventually because it's decentralized. They're going to I think they're going to want to try to consolidate into one uh, one formal um, regulated current cryptocurrency overall. So but they might mm -hmm. have different applications. You know, if they want to come up with a monetary system off of a, a blockchain, then that's one thing. And uh, having a a um, a blockchain that is for nfts or for cryptocurrency or or whatever it might be uh, is definitely uh the smart way to go there's no way around it blockchain's here to stay it's going to happen and uh, even the 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 virtual reality metaverse thing is going to happen uh, that's for sure 
I definitely want to uh, my marketplace to have as much NFT as possible where people can go and get that. And I will when we'll, we'll come back on and talk about it when um, when it's up and running the, the site. I, right now it's in it's in development and it's actually we're almost done, but it's an awesome marketplace and in terms of uh, accepting nft for I'll, yeah for sure I'll take nft is is i'll take that as a form of payment too for anything so because mm -hmm. i like to collect them and the marketplace that that i have i hope to compete with uh, some of those other big players out there there's not very many and uh, with uh, the, the the mindset that i have i know that i can be a big player in that too so it take a take a piece of their pie so that's, that's it's going to be a fun uh, project, and I uh, can't wait to see what happens. But yeah, definitely to accept uh, cryptocurrency, anything for uh, uh, as a form of payment. Yeah, it's a, it's a way to diversify your portfolio, really. You know, because there's no reason to have you know five thousand sitting in your bank just depreciating, not doing anything, when you can easily just you know throw that in some Ethereum and and you can easily forty x four hundred x your your money in the next three months, you know. So if it really if you have all your eggs in one pot, then you know you're in trouble. So you really do have to diversify. Yeah, which reminds me, Ethereum's dropping right now it's a great time to buy um so i bought some uh was it two days ago and it's dropping some more so i'm just gonna keep buying it as it drops uh, uh that's definitely that's the kind of risk i like taking is yeah you know, just buy when it's starting to drop because it's gonna pop back up again it definitely definitely will. it definitely will people are playing games right now uh i'm not sure financial to people out there i'm not your you know financial personal financial uh planner but uh just between you and I, Adam, get out there and get that Ethereum right now because it's dropping and it's going to blow back up big. It's funny you said that because one of my next purchases and goals for this year is to, is to purchase an e-com store, um, another great way to make a passive income. But, you know, we I do it through, you know, the service that we're using as well. And, and Chris accepts Ethereum and he'll actually give a discount on the e-com store if you just pay in Ethereum. So I'm like, man, screw it. You know, like, I, you know, I got some funds in the bank. It's just sitting there like might as well, you know, take a risk. You're never going to make any money if you don't take any risks. You know, what I mean, you have to, to to risk losing some money to actually get money, and, that's and not a, a lot of people point. know that. Great point, and that and, and and you know that should be period because you it, it with with great risk comes great reward. That is something that I've learned over and over again, and mm -hmm. it, it, and you nailed it. So that's a, a good way to put it. Just get out there, get it. You know, say you have a thousand dollars laying around. Say, okay, I'm willing to lose this thousand dollars. If it grows, fine. If not, fine. Uh, but I remember when Bitcoin was $120, and I was like, what is what is this cryptocurrency? This was a long time ago too. And I was, you know, I should. It's always that FOMO. You know, fear of missing mm -hmm. I FOMO'd mm -hmm. But uh, I still have yeah. some XRP. Hopefully that one blows up because that would uh, take me to uh, an extra 40 million. Yeah, I got Safe Moon right now, about 75, 80 million shares. So I'm, I'm banking on that one. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It's you know, I definitely it's definitely fun and it's definitely a great way to learn. Um, 
trends on a, you know on an exchange so if you go into buying stock you know it's a, it's a great way to learn so it's it's a fun way to learn as well so definitely it's uh use it for a learning experience if if it's, it's funny you said that because it, it crypto it kind of is like you know it, it's they made stocks more fun you know what I mean? Like you're right, it's yeah. basically the same thing, but they just put a little JPEG on it and called it a coin, and now all of a sudden it's more fun, you know. And then why not? Let's add some art in there too, some NFTs, and that it'll make it even more fun. Well, <laughs> well, you know why? It's because you can actually buy stuff with it. You can't you can't just take your stock and go buy some. You know, with, uh, I'll trade you some, uh, you know, Walmart stock. You know, you just it doesn't work like that. You have, you know, with cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. you can actually use it to you know buy something. And, mm -hmm. and, and even though it's dropping right now, every time it drops, you know, you get the media fear mongering. Oh, no, it's not going to work out for cryptocurrency. Well, good. You keep <laughs> scaring people and we'll keep buying. And then when you're done with your your news cycle and it goes back up and skyrockets, just thank you. You know, it's my the people that take the most advantage of it. Are, some of the people I know are, are some of my coworkers. They're dropping 250K in. Yeah. at one time and then they'll get a 40% spike all of a sudden they got you know 4.3 million in there and then they'll get out you know what I mean so if you do have that money you know what I mean you gotta like you said you gotta risk it to get the biscuit and uh, and people are making huge gains out here because of those 40% drops 40% gains 50% gains you know so it's it's really if you want to have any future um, I, I actually think that that our currency is probably fading out and might need to disappear. Well, once you take the once you take the uh, fiat currency off of the gold standard, that's where the mistake was made because it's just a piece of paper now. Now they can just the government has the ability to just go out there and print it as much as they want, and that's what we're recognizing right now with the inflation rates. So. Uh, once it was taken off the gold standard by uh, Richard Nixon in the 70s, they, he just blew it. And you know, <laughs> we, we won't know ever know why that happened. That is going to be a secret that is kept as much as uh, the, uh, the John uh, John F. Kennedy conspiracy theories is. You know, why did you know Richard Nixon take the uh, take the dollar off the gold standard? So that's something else too. It's gold, silver. Uh, I met Robert Kiyosaki. He talks about that a lot. He talks about people getting wiped out even. It's that that's kind of scary too. Is to see, to see that him talking about that because he's a good guy. I've, I've read his books before. Uh, I, I've listened to his podcasts and to hear him talk about it the way he does is actually like, man, what's the point? I'm just gonna work on my mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, dude. It's funny that you say that too, because it's it's your it's your actual company, but you're actually working on your mindset while you're working on your mindset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, it's I it, it's better to be the you know it's better to be the bank than it is to be the consumers at this at this point. So that's why I I created it, and I'll be throwing it out there to people. For, you know. Uh, doing some drops, you know, out there and uh, having fun with it. You know, like I said, you know what? Uh, for me, there's only there's only a certain amount 
of money that you need to live happily. And sometimes it's not much depending on how much, because I'll tell you, I've bought so much crap in my life that it's just sitting around everywhere and I don't even use it. That's ridiculous. So that's, an, that's the part of me that I, you know, had to unfuck and, and start going, you know, in a different direction. And I'm buying as much crap and selling the stuff that I don't really use or need. Just get it out of my hair. Uh, and lighten the load because if with all that stuff, you know, there comes storage costs too. If you have a, a big garage and you have all your crap in there, well, now you, whatever your cubic uh, foot is for the, you know, for the house that you bought, now you're wasting that space when you can be parking a car in there or something. So there's a lot to think about when it when it, it comes to that. When you start purchasing things, you know, it's cool on the. Uh, and what if you forget your password to your wallet? What if you forget your password to your laptop? I mean, you're, you're screwed. You lost everything in, in, in one mess up. Mm -hmm. So that's another scary part of it. And uh, I know someone who had a couple million in Bitcoin. They, they forgot their password to their uh, wallet. And they still can't. They have one more shot to remember it before it wipes out. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, so that's uh, that those things can happen. And those are the. The, the detriments and reality of uh, technology. So those are things to be mindful of too. Man, I would be calling, uh, you know, I'd be calling Coinbase at that point. I know, right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, think about that. You just, you're just, you're just sitting there going, God, what the hell was the password? Why didn't I just write it down? You know, so uh, I'm not going to tell you how I, I come up with my passwords to help me remember, because that's just going to be giving away the farm on, on the Internet. But uh, I have a special technique I use to help me remember uh, my passwords. And and it's worked out so far. And I'm going to stick with that for now until, and until something happens. But um, going back to the uh, uh, cryptocurrency nft and exchange uh, it's definitely something that's uh, it's better to be the bank than the consumer in this case uh, we're the bank um, there's a lot that i hope for in terms of society and hoping society can learn from our past mistakes before we go into the metaverse um, which you know, I have a I have a lot of hope for humanity, and I really hope we can turn that corner and start to see that it doesn't matter what your skin color is, what geographic location you come from, uh, what uh, sexual or political affiliation you have. We all bleed red. We're all human, and we all need to help each other. End of story. Period. That's how I feel about life, and that's why I do what I do, and that's why you do what you do. That's why you make such a big impact. Well, I, I hope so. It's just this, this still in the uh, beginning stages, a little over a year now, but um, we'll see what happens in three years. Um, hopefully, I would like to get out there and, uh, you know, go to seminars or conferences and talking about how this all came about. Uh, so that's my, my next goal is to get out there and start talking on a, on a stage to people um, about how they don't have to just exist, how they can have a purpose in life and or, or, or if they don't have that purpose, find a purpose in life to be excited, to live this life to its fullest. And, and you don't have to have money. I heard somebody responded once on a post on uh, my Instagram saying that uh, money sure uh, it sure helps and it's like well yeah until you run out of it then what you know if you don't know how to make the money 
what are you going to do? Find another job? Uh, work ten jobs? I mean, if you don't, you to I mean, you really can't look at money like that. It's just a tool to you know, you know, we all look at it as a. Um, something that's uh fanatical you know like private jets or you know we look at elon musk with when you know he's he lives bare minimum but he, he has a private jet in hawthorne and uh, that's because he uses it as a tool he needs that tool to fly to silicon valley you know every day it's better than you know waiting in line at an airport or getting attacked at an airport so there's a bare minimum for for whatever your life is you know uh, it's called I, I call it BAM, your bare ass minimum. It's a, a term, an old school term. Um, but you don't need a lot to be happy. And if you and if you exist because money is going to make you happy, then there's something wrong there. Yeah, because you should mm. first the the exter the externality of the physical world. There's nothing in this physical world that should make you happy. Not, nothing. But if you close your eyes. And, and, and internalize and look in. There should be everything inside of you that makes you happy. And that's why we have the issues that we have today. So it's a, these trying to change somebody's um, belief system is gonna be very difficult. But if we just close our eyes and look within and we are happy within, then it doesn't matter if all you have is a bottle of water in front of you. You'll be happy because you'll understand that you're fortunate to have the bottle of water in front of you because there's a kid sitting someplace in Africa that doesn't have a bottle or a clean bottle of water in front of them. So we take a lot for granted in this uh, society. We're very fortunate to be born in this country. And, you know, when it comes to all of these um, projects that people are coming up with it's like a if you start to if you really start to get into your mind and start to understand from a philosophical a philosophical perspective that the external world is of itself a metaverse that's bendable and you can actually bend it to whatever you want and you can create whatever you want within this physical world not quite like uh, the metaverse of technology but this is a physical world what we live within the the uh, the, the parameters and bounds of physics so but we there's things that we can to do in this physical world too to make us happy so it's not just a metaverse and you know running to that to make a quick buck or or a cryptocurrency you run to that and make a quick buck um, you know, sometimes I appreciate the time that I have to myself. To me, that's a gift. Being able to freaking run a mountain up 6,000 feet and coming back down the other side, to me, that's a, a gift. Those are, those are places that I find happiness in. Um, you know, with, with money, uh, there's a lot of responsibility, which is not a problem, but there's also a, a lot of uh, negativity, a lot of financial vultures that are out there that try to take advantage of you, the dark side of, 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 of humans start to play upon you, and that is a very scary thing to see. And that's why I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm I, see the money I made is not money I made because, oh, I said I wanted to make a lot of money. It is a product of passion. So people need to understand that. It is that have a product, have a, a, a passion being, you know, the money as opposed to the passion you that you do, you, you, you as a, the place you travel being 
oh, I'm going to make money and that's going to be my passion. No, because if you love what you do and you do it right, you're going to make money as, as a side effect of what you do. And the more businesses you have, it's, you're going to have, uh, you know, it's just going to be a force multiplier. So when it comes to metaverse... It's funny because you have to have both of those things, right? So like you have to, you can't just have a product and expect it to go somewhere. You have to have that passion behind it to drive it. Right, and you can't just have the passion, but no product, because then what are you really doing? What, wh wh whose life are you you impacting? You know wh what's really happening? So that's that's where your success came from. Is you had both of those things, you, you know, put together, and, and that's what made the success, I believe. Actually, what happened was um, I was forking over. So when we talk about the metaverse and you know what can happen, uh, you know I've been a malware reverse engineer. I know what it can do, and I know how it can take your money from your MetaMask wallet. Um, so it, it started out with little by little of the corporate slavery uh, until I was able to get out of it. And, you know I saved money, built a company, had some small successes, then bigger successes, then started winning awards for you know many things. I'm not going to say what. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but um, so you've always had a tech background, then, right? Uh, mostly a tech background, but um, also a defense background. So I kind of merged the physical and cyber defense aspects of my life uh, together. But not only that, it was always you know I've always had that. Um, the, the critical thinking side of things. Uh, that was, that's very important because I believe that in right now in our education system that that critical thinking is being deleted from our children and that's not good. So critical thinking is a very important aspect of coming up with ideas that are, you know, it, to, if there's a problem that needs a solution, well, we need critical thinkers to come up with those solutions. And I think that's where I actually, that's where it kind of pivoted from. So why do you think it's being deleted in the, in the kids? Sorry for cutting you off. Is, is it, is it society nowadays? You think, I think or is it so social media or I, I think it's being, I think education is being politicized. Mm, okay. Okay. I, I see. Uh, and that's something that it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it education is politics right yes yeah, so, yeah. so you'll hear the term indoctrination and all these different things especially at the college level but I think it's happening from the very beginning where children are actually being taught a certain way of learning well actually think about it like this why would you take one okay, I'm gonna say it again one approach to teaching a child when every child is different that does not make sense. What is it about that, 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 that child that makes them unique? Now you have to look at- You're forcing children into your way. That's why we call it indoctrination, is because you're forcing them into one way of thinking, removing that critical thinking that they have for however they play or, or put their Legos together. You know, They put their Legos together for a reason. Let's talk to them about that. Let's ask them why they put them together in that color configuration. Why did another kid build that particular shape? You know, So there's a lot of reasons that I feel that uh, you know that way. Uh, and I don't like saying the term indoctrination because it 
pisses a lot of people off and I don't want to be out here pissing people off. That's not my goal. It's just, you know, children, let them be children because you know what? These kids, we are right now, we're all a part of this and we're robbing them of a future. That's not okay. I'm not okay with that. We are robbing these children yeah. of a future and they deserve to have the best possible future. And it's up to us to be the ones that guard it for them. But now look what's happening with, with all this COVID and these uh, political infighting. It's just disgusting. It's like, you know, it's actually, if we really want to put a definition to what's happening to um, this world, it's, it's basically like domestic violence. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of sick what's happening out there. And these poor children have to go through this. And you know what? What that's going to create from them? It's going to create anxiety in our children, depression. It's going to create all kinds of different psychological um, features that are, you know, not necessarily positive ones. So we want to try to make sure that um, when we do what we're doing with metaverses and doing what we're doing with technology that it's going to be beneficial for the future of our children. How, yeah, I'm not the authority on this. I have my opinion and this is my opinion. I am entitled to this opinion and I've earned my right to have this opinion. Nobody can take that away from me. So it's just an opinion and definitely people can debate it and refute it if they want to. But however, this is my opinion. The world is a really beautiful place. It really is. I mean, it's gorgeous, this world. But what we're doing on top of it is not so pretty. Mm. Going back to what you said about about you, you don't really like saying that word because it pisses people off. Do you think that, you know, some type of people, like you actually kind of have to piss them off to educate them? Do you feel that way with some type of people? Um, like you, it, 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 it's, it goes back to that tough love kind of thing, right? Like some people aren't, can't take it at all, but some people, that's you, they have to have the tough love if they're going to get anywhere. All right. So, so uh, that answer is, I want to be centered in myself. I want to be grounded. I don't want anybody's negativity to impact me. And to have that conversation with, with somebody would not have an ending because it would get it, because I'm serious it, because they would get they would get out of control and they're, they're not going to get that emotional response that they want out of me mm. and I would let them know this let's say and I've done this before and then you can see it on one of my posts me and this guy and, and we both follow each other still um, we were going back and forth with the different ideologies and I, re I told him I really respected his opinions. I really respected his debate. We, we both were on opposing sides. Uh, so, and, he, and we still follow each other. So that was kind of cool. And I really respect that kid. He's probably in his tw early 20s uh, in college. He has a totally opposite point of view than I have. And he is totally entitled to have that opinion. And I'm not one to um, you know, say, oh, oh, you're authorized to have that opinion. No, no, he, he earned his, his right to his opinion uh, as I've earned my right to my opinion. So uh, it, it's nice to have good debates with people, but when it gets negative and they start calling you names and, and it gets like a, 
um, you know, uh, ad hominem. It's that's just not, it's not a debate. After that. No, it's it, that, and that's and that's why I always try to stay at you know I try not to redline the conversation. And once I see it going that direction, yeah, it's like, hey, why don't you and I just agree to disagree? It's okay to do that. Uh, but no, some people yeah, they people want. People have such a big problem with that, huh? I actually had somebody. Um, they they call, they they were, um, they were gonna throw a chair at me. It was a. And this person was a yeah, this person was a Democrat. Uh, they were they they got so upset they were gonna throw a chair at me, and 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 I was a consultant at. I'm not gonna say the company that it was at because I don't want to throw them under the bus. But they were gonna throw a chair at me, and I was like, "Holy shit! This person's that pissed off." And I wasn't worried about the fight. I mean, I'm not going to fight inside of you know. It doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. You know, it's it's still gonna be you know, a very uh, violent situation, which I don't want to be a part of. I got up and walked away and said, "Hey, man, you know what? Sorry if I upset you, but that there's no need to go to violence for this." But that's how it gets sometimes. And I'm and again, like I said. I have no political affiliation on my uh, voter ID, and, but when it gets to violence like that, there's definitely a problem, not with the political party, uh, but the person. However, what do we see out there right now? There's a lot of political violence that's being guised as um, uh, gatherings or, you know, you have all these different um, people that meet up, uh, you know, and I'm not going to say any, any names here, but you got a lot of different uh, competing ideologies out there and belief systems that tend to get violent people die out, out there and, and it's just you know I'm, i don't put myself in a situation like that i'm going to continue doing what i'm doing to impact the lives of other people in a positive way and i'm not the type to go out there and impact somebody's life in a negative way i just won't do that so that's not something that, that that's for me i'm going to stay on the positive do you side think of things. do you think he got violent because he you know subconsciously started to agree with you and your side and he, he couldn't admit it admit to it so then that's when violence comes out ah uh, that's he's starting to sound like a psychologist or something but that that's probably a good point <laughs> I, 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 I actually uh, would want to say yes to that to give him the benefit of the doubt but I actually think that he was losing the debate and just couldn't take it and it turned into a, a, a violent event mm. <laughs> wow yeah so that's that, fine yeah but uh yeah so you know these are the things that we're gonna have to worry about now inside of going back to the metaverse that we're gonna have to worry about in the metaverse it's gonna you know we're just going to we're, we're gonna have a you know um, a force multiplier of negativity within the metaverse from the physical verse or universe uh so we, we you know it's very important to get your head together now before you step into that metaverse because when we start impacting children, that is the worst thing that you can do for me. If, if you start bullying on kids, especially kids with, with disabilities, um, that is wrong. And, 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 and I will, I will, if I see somebody or some punk kid, I will get verbally violent with them and tell them to you know, kick rocks in a certain way but then yeah it's there's no need to to have bullying there's no need for this and it just you know what, what i like to say is a, a child's um behaviors is a direct uh, and actions is a direct reflection of the parenting so it tells you a lot about who the parents are mm -hmm. 
and you know what's sad too is that we really can't you know you know even those kids that are bullying we really can't blame them we got to look at the parents too and say you know why is you know why, why is your child behaving this way do you correct this behavior but this is where I'm going to piss a lot of people off and I'm just going to be quiet. That's where I keep that tucked in and I, I don't talk about it. But there's a, there's a lot of different reasons why kids become bullies. And it's, you know, the, the better approach is to try to keep, you know, talk to school districts and coming up with better ways of uh, handling it. Sometimes you, you know, there's some situations I've heard of um, from friends where the the principal just did nothing about it and it was because they might have been racist or something like that that they felt and it, it could have it could have been uh, but uh you know it, it it's a really tough physical world so we're gonna ha have a really tough uh logical world so that's what we call it when it when it's on the the web 3.0 as we call it the it it's a logical we don't see it with our eyes it's not a physical reality it's someplace you go to augment the current reality and that's what we call that the logical side of uh of technology so uh hopefully we will not be like that uh, I, and hopefully we get a choice of what metaverse we get to be in. Uh, you know, still it's a, I know there's multiple. Uh, it's, it's just going to be like a uh, you know publishing a video game. You know, be, that's how I see the metaverse is you get to pick which one you're in. Well, mm -hmm. it means I, I you know and here's what's going to happen. They're probably going to have a metaverse like Grand Theft Auto or The Purge, <laughs> where you go out and start like really. You know, attacking people in that metaverse mm -hmm. and taking their uh, their Ethereum or something like that. Like you go in there yeah. to actually like like let's say you and I go into this uh, metaverse and our bet is all your Ethereum or all your NFTs for all my stuff, and then we go out mm -hmm. after each other and beat each other up, and whoever wins gets to take all winner take all. That'd be an interesting uh, situation. That will probably be a thing in the future. That will probably be some, uh, something that, that actually happens. Yeah. Well, back to the music business and marketing. So, Adam, it's uh, it's been a pleasure working with you. And if anybody out there is listening, uh, Adam Bennett here is uh, a music producer and marketing expert. And he's part of the pit crew who helped uh, me grow. And he can help you grow, too. Uh, do you want to go ahead and give a shout out about your IG and uh, how they can contact you, Adam? Yeah, definitely. First, I just want to start off by saying thanks to you. Um, you're definitely, you know, part of my pit crew as well. And, and you, you level up yourself every day and it makes me want to level myself up every day. So I just want to say thanks for, you know, taking your career serious and taking it to the next level. To, to allow us to do the same thing. And then, um, yeah, if anyone ever wants to follow me or has, you know, any questions about marketing or how to grow their page, they can hit me up at, at Snazzy Fade. That's S-N-A-Z-Z-Y-P-H-A-D-E. And uh, feel free to just DM me. And, you know, I'm really here to help and I'm looking forward to, to growing with you, man. Right on, Adam. And we're gonna do some more work and get after that those uh, those music guys. And thanks for introducing me to the music industry. I really appreciate it. But Adam, uh, most uh, most importantly, thank you for everything you've done. No problem. Man. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Matama Mindset with Michael Matama. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast and make sure to follow Michael Matama on Instagram. Thanks again for listening.